0: This week on Excelsior Journeys, my guest is filmmaker, musician, and YouTube show host Cheng Juol. Immersed in the arts for most of her life, Ching is a professional musician, an interviewer of over 220 creatives on her weekly online show, and is the filmmaker behind My Yang Gang Diary, a feature-length award-winning documentary about the grassroots presidential campaign of Andrew Yang. You can find it on Amazon Prime, and when you watch it, you'll not only be incredibly impressed by the style she brings to it, but even more so by the fact that all of it was captured on her iPhone. JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. My name is George Soroy, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for almost 200 episodes. This has been a really great 2023 so far. Some of you are very well aware of Excelsior, the audio journey, which is the current version of the audio drama. Please keep in mind if you're in the St. Louis area that the time for the big premiere event over at Spine Bookstore has been moved over to Sunday, May 21st. The event will start at 1230 p.m. Central Time on Sunday, May 21st at Spine in the Bookstore and Cafe at 1982 Arsenal. Looking forward to seeing you there. One of the great things that I love to talk about on this show is people who utilize the resources that they have to make something extraordinary out of next to nothing. And this week's guest is a true reflection of that. Filmmaker Ching Jewel has been part of the Yang Gang, the followers of Andrew Yang, the presidential candidate from 2020. But what she was able to do was she was able to put together a very engrossing and incredibly intimate documentary called My Yang Gang Diary. Everyone is canvassing. Everyone is volunteering. Everyone's making the calls. And it's a really great boots on the ground look at what is going, what was going on during Andrew Yang's presidential campaign. And what's great is that all of the recording that she did was done on her iPhone. So she was able to make something using just what we carry around in our pockets and create something that is now for sale on Amazon Prime. And we have Ching Jewel here this week to tell us all about it. It is my pleasure to introduce my friend, Ching Joule. Ching, how are you today?
1: I'm good, George. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Thank to, you. Great to see you.
0: Great to see you, and thank you so much. Thank you so much for the interview that you gave me the week before. We were talking about your experience interviewing a lot of different people, and you've interviewed over 200 people. Is that correct?
1: Right. Close. More than maybe 220 More. Yeah. Wow.
0: Thank you very much for having me. It was a lot of fun to talk about Excelsior, about Excelsior, the audio journey and all the different things that are going on over here. But I would like to introduce my audience to you a little bit more. So one of the things that I love to talk about here is what I call the lightning bolt moment. And that's a moment where you, where someone experiences something, hears something, meets someone or whatever, and it just kind of makes them want to go in that specific direction and just say, that's the kind of person I want to be. That's the life I want to live. And you've gotten a lot of different elements of your creative background. Not only are you a filmmaker, but you're also, you're also a musician as well. And an incredibly talented one, too. We, I got to see a little bit of, of your skills on your documentary, My Yang, Yang Diary. So I'm I'm curious to know, like, what was it that really kind of, what was it that really got you first? What was it that really grabbed you? Was it the music?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I think the music was first. Part of the reason is because my mom was a professional pianist. So mm-hmm. I grew up, even when I was In her belly, people say she travels around performing as a pianist. So so I think I got a lot of dosage of music. So later on in my teens, (laughs) I started to play the violin. And in those days, we don't have a whole lot of uh, curriculum after school. No sports, no nothing. Just pretty boring those days. So playing the violin is possible. And so I practice a lot. I practice three hours every day. Mm-hmm. Starting when I was 11 years old, so wow. that yeah, that puts me in a pretty rigorous training. My mom find me good teachers, and then and then eventually I switched to viola because I love the sound of it. So yeah. then yeah, then I became a professional violist when I was 17 years old.
0: 17, wow, wow. Now I'm I'm curious. though, like you said, your your mother was an accomplished pianist, and you started with the violin. Normally, for, normally from what I hear is that like one person is really good at one instrument and then they they teach their kid to play that same instrument. Did she try to get you into the piano and you weren't interested or was it something yeah. where that, that was what happened?
1: Yeah, yeah. We all play the piano a little bit. We is me and my brother. But mm-hmm. it was not very serious playing. It was just like I can I can pretty much pass the proficiency exam at the conservatory. Which is a very basic. I can play Beethoven Alias. Is it called Elias? Elise Oh, for Elise,
0: yeah. <laughs> for, Elise. for Elise, yeah.
1: <laughs> I can play that, that's about it.
0: <laughs> hey, that's hey, that's a lot more than what I can do. So yeah, that's great. <laughs> like I can do a decent rendition of the Top Gun anthem on like uh, using single finger and that's it. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, thank you for asking yeah
0: so so was was it was it was it kind of beneficial to the fact that you're you're using like a different instrument almost like you can almost kind of jam with your with your mother
1: well i think in general whatever instrument you you play it's always Mm. a good idea to play piano first so if Mm. it sets a very good sort of a theory music theory you can learn so much better on the on the piano, understanding the intervals, mm. the pitches. And so it's a good thing to, to learn. Yeah. But when I was 11, I saw my neighbor was playing the, the violin upstairs, neighbor. So yeah. I was watching her and was like, I want to play that violin because there's only one line of music to read. That mm-hmm. must be easier than piano because piano, you have like ah. two, uh, multiple lines, multiple parts. Mm -hmm. So I told my mom I wanted to play the violin. Yeah. So it was just the kind of pure curiosity from someone your own age is doing something and then you want to do it. So I just think sometimes exposures are very important. I was happened just to be exposed by my neighbor who is playing the violin. then I got really curious. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: That is great. And then as you became more and more proficient in in the instruments you started you started go- playing professionally you said at age 17 what was that like to be able to kind of like just really step into that world and just say okay this is no longer a hobby this is no longer something that I just want to pick up and everything this is what I am I am I am a musician and I'm getting paid for it this is how, what was that sort of what was that feeling like
1: well when I was growing up um there was no conservatory. So mm-hmm. the conservatory was all closed because during the Cultural Revolution, mm-hmm. and the whole country is in a huge mess. So the only professional thing you could do that time is to join Army Orchestra. Like Army, really? military, like in China, there's so many different militaries, like Air Force, Army, what do you call it? The, with the water thing? What do you call it? Oh, the, it? the Navy? Navy, and then they have a railroad, then mm. they have all kinds of in you know, communication. Mm. So I, yeah, I auditioned for this particularly. It's a con- Chinese con- constructional army troop. Mm. Yeah, they're, they situated in Beijing, which is the capital. So I auditioned, I won, and mm. I went to, yeah, that, that uh, troop. And it was an incredible experience for me. I think it really set a very good, how do I say? I learned how to control myself in that environment because I normally am a very free speaker and I, I, I'm a free thinker. But but to go through the army in the orchestra setting, we still have to be preached by the, the what do you call these people? I don't know the, the name of these ranking. They They have to train us and tell us what to do, what not to do. Uh, every the, single day,
0: like the drill sergeant kind of thing?
1: something like that yeah. yeah so so it's a very good uh, training in that sense professionally musically it was kind of boring it just really? we just play like a song or dance music mostly mm-hmm. i remember we only played the haydn once you know hmm. <laughs> haydn symphony once <laughs> wow yeah wow. but but it was a very prestigious at the time to win an audition in an army orchestra because it's very difficult to get in. Yeah. Mm.
0: Wow. Now you say that you are a free thinker. Is that what led you to film?
1: I don't know. I always love capturing. Yeah. So I've been playing around video cameras for 20 more than 20 years. So wow. at one time when I was yeah I won an international competition as a violist mm-hmm. and I won like a lot of money like lots of money wow. you know, at the time for me mm-hmm. uh, I I won ten thousand dollars so that was a lot of money in ni- late eighties yeah so, so I bought my first video camera
0: oh very nice
1: yeah <laughs> yeah that's how I started yeah but the the motivation really is very small it's not really mm-hmm. grandiose. The motivation is because I live in the United States. My mom lives in China, and she mm-hmm. lives alone. And I'm very close to my mom. So I just want to video things for her.
0: Oh, that's great. That is great. And so that is, that's a, that's a great segue right there to how you were able to get involved with the Andrew Yang campaign in 2019. So during all that time, you've been able to make your mark in, in music and really really get yourself out there that way. But then all of a sudden, here comes film. Now, were you watching a lot of documentaries? Was that what got you inspired as well? Or was it something where you wanted to create your own narrative film? Or was there something else that really kind of grabbed your attention?
1: Okay, so for my Young and Diary, it's my Young and Diary was not, planned I, prior to that i've been fiddling around video camera for a long time i did a documentary or several of them but it's all produced by mostly by someone else and all mm-hmm. i produce a very low budget so it's some are short the longest is one hour and, mm-hmm. and then so i have been shooting and making documentary for a while for young and it was just i was One of these things, someone asked me to go see a rally, and I I didn't even know who Andrew Yang was, and I Mm. went anyway. So I went, and then I shot the event, and I was just blown away by the people. Yeah, so that's how it started.
0: It felt like there was, just by watching it, the first few minutes and everything, the way that you were able to capture the people that were there that was something that I I found really fascinating because first of all, like the the shots that that are in that are in this to start it off and everything are fantastic. I think they 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 set this great this great tone. They have this great energy to them, and the entire time, all I was thinking was just like she shot this on an iPhone. Like I like I know you from from that. Like, but it's it. There's no disclaimer at the beginning saying this was shot on an iPhone. Like it's it's that's incredibly fascinating to me as well. The fact that you are able to create this kind of work with basically just what everyone carries around in their pockets, they have an actual studio like in their pockets and they just need to, they just need to start using it. And so that to me was just incredibly fascinating. And, I felt like I just had like a little bit of an advantage watching this, like knowing, knowing you through, through the clubhouse app and knowing you from our experiences, like just getting the, getting to talk and getting to know you a little bit more. So when you had done the other work that you had done, you said you had worked on some other documentaries before this, were they also done on an iPhone or were they done with a regular camera? What was your, what was your setup back then?
1: The serious work I did was not done on iPhone. Serious meaning I have to make a really edit and apply for festivals. Mm-hmm. So as early as I did 2015, I made a also documentary. I went to China to document a 60th anniversary of Shanghai Conservatory middle school kids and now they're all 30, 40, whatever older now. Mm-hmm. They came all from all over the world. So I document that with my small camcorder, Canon Vixia 30 or 40, something like that. And wow. it's, it's a high, high, yeah, high digital, whatever. So it's high, it's def, really yeah. like high yeah. def. And, and then later on, I also made another short. It's called that moment that I was using a broadcast level of a camera called Canon. X X one hundred or something, and mm-hmm. then the reason I get more and more. Oh, then then the I think the the first video or film you call video or film I mm-hmm. made with iPhone seventeen was when I I not seventeen sorry iPhone seven. Alright, let's yeah. do it again. The first video I made use iPhone seven. I was so happy that I could do that is I went to 2017 Washington, D.C. Women's March. I shot a whole day, yeah, by myself, just with a a selfie stick because I don't want to carry a tripod. It would be too heavy. Mm -hmm. So stick, you can raise your hand and you can shoot a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: so that one, I came back, I made about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes video. I I was like, taste the first time that I can produce a video just by myself with with smartphone. And and yeah. And then later on, I still I I use still conventional camera to do some other works. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, when whenever I'm out by myself, I capture things. So on my YouTube channel I have close to nine hundred videos that I wow.
0: Close to 900 videos. That is fat. That is fabulous. It's absolutely fabulous. I I love hearing stuff like this. I love hearing how about how people can just take what they know, take their resources and everything, take their passions and put it to work. I think that that is that is terrific. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear these days. Now,
1: George, George, let me tell you something. Don't let me forget. When I first finished my Yangan Diary, when I started to apply for a festival, Mm -hmm. I never told anyone officially that this was a shot on iPhone. Really? I was like, I don't want to tell them. If I tell them, (laughs) tell them means festival, right? It's almost like a magic
0: trick kind of thing. No, no,
1: I thought they would not take me seriously. (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't tell anyone. Wow. Until we won the prize and I yeah. was like, Oh, by the way, this whole thing is shut on iPhone eleven. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you say that at the
0: podium when you were get when you were getting your award?
1: <laughs> no, I no, I don't I don't remember, but I just remember I did not tell a lot of people at the beginning.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's smart. That is so smart. Like that's that's the way to do it. Cause like you said, you don't want you want people to take you seriously. And with the the way this is put together, you can't help but take it seriously. And so it, because you're able to get so much so much great footage of really just kind of digging deep down into the ground floor of where all these different presidential campaigns start. It really starts with it's it's not it's not enough that someone is saying something or stepping up and saying hey this needs to be done you need enough people that can agree with you and follow you and just say like yes this needs to be done and basically connect with what it is that that person is saying and from what i saw in the film there were a lot of a lot of people there but they weren't like they weren't like sheep or anything like they they all had their their reasons of why they believed that Andrew Yang was the right person to win in 2020. And so that, that to me was what was really incredible about it. You really captured the human element of all these people that are typically looked at as just like the pawns, basically making a, just a little chess reference, like the one, the ones that are down at the bottom there. But, That's what, what really kind of grabbed me now, because one of the things that they don't really, that you're not really able to do when you have like a crew behind you is to get that sort of intimacy. So this is just you. Now, was that, was that the same with when you were using the other cameras? Was it just you or did you have any sort of crew members with you when you were making those?
1: No, no. When I'm making other film, say in China, I was hired in 2018 to also mm-hmm. capture a festival. I actually had some help. I have people carry my stuff yeah. and and I have different teams. They also shoot and then eventually they gave me their footage. But mm-hmm. this one is totally alone. And I did not think I was making a documentary. I was just curious Then I start to shoot one event. Then I each event I go, I make a video and I Mm -hmm. post on YouTube. Then I go another event. At the beginning, people actually invite me to do it. I did not always volunteer to go to shoot. It's because Chinese community, they know I am a videographer. They want me to go shoot. So I would go shoot and then make a video. So I made a lot of videos and posted. Anyway, so... No, I didn't. Ha- so th- the beauty of one one person band is that I don't need to ask permissions. I need. To, I don't need to make appointment. I just. I have a car, so that's also a very important element. I drive to any anywhere I want to by myself. So mm-hmm. it's very free, and it's it's very. And plus, I'm doing this just like I was doing it voluntarily, so people don't mind me i'm not like thinking i'm gonna make money out of this right
0: right and so when it's just you when you're out there as the lone crew member Mm -hmm. getting all this great footage talking to all these really fascinating people are you telling them after you cut that what this is going to be if this is going to be for like a documentary or anything do you have them sign any sort of thing to to allow them to use the footage is there what are the the other aspects that some people who would want to put something together like this using their own iPhone what sort of things do they need to keep in mind when they're when they're putting one of their sh- films together
1: yeah uh, i did everything against the rule first of all i did not know <laughs> i was making a commercial documentary yeah i w- i was just Curious and making videos of each mm-hmm. event, and hoping the video will enhance the movement. Right. So mm-hmm. if I put my video on my YouTube channel, at least it's a it's a vehicle, it's a press, it's a media. Yeah. It took a while for me to dive in. About maybe a month after the mm-hmm. first event, the the one of the most important event I went was to shoot and fundraising. There's only twenty of us, and I mm-hmm. actually have to pay for it to get in. Oh, wow. as, a, as a patron. And then I videoed the whole thing. And I had a little clip of Andrew Yang was talking his policy to us. Mm-hmm. And that was, it's a long video, but I did not put a lot of thing in because people were their patrons. They don't want their face to be shown. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they are maybe business people, Chinese rich business mm. people. They don't want. So I respect that. But other than that, when I start to go voluntarily, eventually I start to go. I read the book called Andrian's book, The War on Normal People. That mm-hmm. really sold me. That really yeah. sold me. So I started to just looking for things to do after a month. And when I am in the field, right, I just shoot. I don't really ask permissions when I shoot long range, even mid shot. Some people do talk to me, to to the camera. I do not say... Is it okay if if I talk to you? I don't. I just shoot them. Yeah. In the end, okay, I accumulate two hundred hours of footage. Wow. Within an, a year, and so when I start to put them together, mm-hmm. and I because these are young and they I have record of them. If I can not find them, I will. I will. I will contact the campaign. Still, campaign have a record of these people. Where are they? Because mm-hmm. I met people from all fifty states of the United yeah. States, I, I kind of know their first name, but mm-hmm. I do not always know their last name. So, so once I put everything together, people who talked in my film, I trace them back. I oh, trace them back. Those are during pandemic. Remember, mm-hmm. I I published this in twenty twenty one. So yeah. twenty twenty, I I I I contact all of them. I had them sign uh, the release form.
0: Oh nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. that's great. So so that way just like you're completely covered. You're able to get that taken care of and yeah. all as well. So so if you would do anything differently would you have like a clipboard on hand when you were recording just saying like by the way if I
1: I don't think so. Yeah. I I no? don't like to do that still. If I have an assistant maybe holding a mm-hmm. clipboard it it takes away the spontaneous interview the way people want to say things. And another way to say is you have your camera on, you say, What is your name? Can you spell your name? Is it okay? I'm videoing you. <clears throat> so it's- Yeah,
0: that's what that's what we do on, on Clubhouse too. When when we were when we were rehearsing for Excelsior the audio journey, the way that we would do a roll call and make sure that everyone was there because we had when the when we had the full cast together, that's over twenty five people all in on Zoom. And we're recording our rehearsals as we go, and thankful. I'm so thankful that we did because that wound up helping us out a whole lot when when the when the actual performance happened, and we had our occasional glitches that Clubhouse likes to do. So I was able to in- swap out footage from that with footage from rehearsals for for a couple of little moments mm-hmm. that really helped us out. So so one of the things that so yes yeah, so of. Th- that's that is a great way to do it, because whenever we would do a roll call, we would say things like all right for for Emperor Nokhtuar we have Shaq Hussein, and Shaq would say, Hi, I'm Shaq hussein and i'm I give permission to be recorded some, some, something along those lines, but we go ahead and just say it, and that way it's done, and we can move on
1: so, right
0: yeah that's that's right. a good way to do it too
1: and and my situation is that it all happened. So spontaneously, like I, if I'm having breakfast with young and mm-hmm. I, I have my camera all, all the time and then we talk about something, I would just start to filming. So it's going to be really difficult for me to every time when I talk to someone and I have to pull up a a piece of paper, say, can you sign? And yeah. I don't even know I will use that clip. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. But I don't I don't encourage people to do the way I do, but I'm just the badass. <laughs>
0: you definitely are. You <laughs> definitely are. And <laughs> and what's great about the way you're doing it is it's getting results. So it's just another another way of saying that, hey, like the way that everyone knows doesn't have to be the only way to do things. You can go ahead and, and take your iPhone like around and you can you can create something that way. So I think that's I think what what you your experiences and what you do and how you do things, it's incredibly inspiring. And I think that that a lot of people will definitely benefit from hearing what you have to say and seeing your work because it's, it's, it's quality work and it's something that, that I am, I'm thrilled for you when I see it, because I know the kind of the, the amount of work you put into it. And I also know the resources that you had like were varied and you were able to make make something really good out of, out of this. I'm I'm thrilled with, with how how my Yang Yang diary turned out.
1: Thank you for supporting us. And you bought the, the film.
0: <laughs> I did. I bought it on camera, too. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, too, just being Thank able to you. being able to take a moment and just say, like, hold on, here we go. And that's another thing. That's another thing that you can do with, with your smartphone, folks, is that you don't just, there's, like you can record whatever you like. You can record, create your own film using that, but you can use that same phone to support other people's films. So please keep that in mind, because there are there are many different ways that you can support all these all these great artists, Cheng included. And I hope that 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 a lot of that a lot of you are able to go ahead and take this now before the before the film was available on Amazon Prime. It was on Tubi for a while, correct?
1: Yeah, we were on Tubi from October last year. So it's been four months.
0: Wow. So only four four months before I made the jump over to Amazon?
1: Yeah, we were actually, we we applied for a film hub That's a vision company who supports a lot of independent filmmakers. Mm -hmm. And this information also, I want to say thank you to Clubhouse is that, by the way, I live on Clubhouse and I learned so much (laughs) from Clubhouse (laughs) and Clubhouse filmmakers. And I learned Film Hub on Clubhouse. I I did not really? know there's such thing called Film Hub. Nobody taught me, hmm. but I learned from Clubhouse. I learned so many things from Clubhouse. So I applied for it. We apply for it. And then we got very quickly. They delivered to Amazon. They say August 2022. They mm-hmm. they, they deliver, meaning they deliver to. You do not know when we'll go live. Okay. Yeah. So I was waiting and waiting I mean, and then in October they deliver also to Tubi. So Tubi was live right away. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, but I did not. We didn't really make much money because I think every time people watch Tubi, maybe filmmaker makes like one cents, two cents. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I I can believe that because it's 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 a free streaming platform. That allows people to basically just. I, lo- I love their ad campaign. Find your next rabbit hole. I get that <laughs> very much because it's very easy to start watching something, and that'll lead you to start watching something else. That'll lead you to start watching something else. So, and the fact that it's all free, that is, that just makes it even more a- 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 accessible to everyone. So, when when you applied to Film Hub, did they? Did they respond to you or did they just just start putting things in motion without your knowing
1: that that was I don't remember. There was a whole lot of communications with it's just the application you open and you can anyone can apply for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the deliverable was very strict to me and very Mm -hmm. difficult to it took me many, many months to finish. Like I open it and it took me many many months to finish all the requirements so for yeah. instance they they want your trailer they want your film they want your film in a very very high resolution like uh, apple paris or also a lower lower two, 264 mm-hmm. h and they want your poster in six different dimensions oh, wow. they they want your q sheet music cue sheet mm-hmm. i want to talk about music later and yeah. they want release forms of, of, I actually send them important people speaking release form. Not like, I mean, I have 50 people, 50 release form. I'm not going to like use Xerox and send it to him. So, right. and, and they want EPK, which everybody should have EPK electronic mm-hmm. uh, press kit. Yeah. Prescott. That took me a while to build myself and has a lot of content on it. Yeah, they just want a lot. They want to behind-scene photos. They mm-hmm. want bios of director. And then, so, so, yeah. So, anyway, that took me a long time to finish. Then, once I submit, it was qualified right away. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's called QC. Yeah. You want a QC status. Yeah. And then, yeah.
0: Oh, that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And then, regarding the, the music that's that's played in the in the documentary. I basically I hear your music. I hear, I see you performing on the stages, but what other music were you able to incorporate into that?
1: Yeah, we have a variety of music, and I'm very proud of my selections of music. And there are I didn't have to spend money to purchase them. At the very beginning, <clears throat> uh, it we used a a song called Him that was by Henry Duhart, which you probably see. <clears throat> Excuse, me. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's an African-American in it talking about things. Do you remember in my film, he was canvassing with us with Jack. He was running and he, he's the only, I think, African-American in the film that he speaks quite a lot. So that's mm-hmm. him. He's a singer and he sent the song. He sent me the song. I said, can you send me some songs I can use? Oh, that song is R and B. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. The opening, and then later on, I played my trio. I used to play with the string trio, so I used some string trio's music. Uh, they're like Nani string trio and mm-hmm. Paul Chihara string trio, and Chinese folk song. But they're all very short, like thirty seconds to one minute. I, I yeah. don't have a theme song. Then I also used a youngan. Adam, I don't know if you remember Adam from California. He's a songwriter and he's a very hardcore canvassing in Iowa. Yeah. He is, he, two of his songs I use. Is really? Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. In the middle of Iowa, if you remember, there's some music going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very puppy kind of thing. Yeah. And and then in the end, I, I also use the jazz music. music. Musician I met on club, on, on, Facebook and he's mm-hmm. awesome. He's awesome. And then yeah, I use this music. And then also music from my brother, my late brother, who's a composer. So mm-hmm. I used his music for, for the ending. And one oh, more great. music I used was accidentally. I digged out my collections and I found I play the violin. I think it's a violin, because I play viola too. I, I play the violin in the soundtrack. I was improvised with a Morocco singer. She apparently is supposed to be very famous, which mm-hmm. I did not know she's famous. But anyway, so I listened to that song, that song I used in the in, when Andrew Yan suspended his campaign because mm-hmm. that song is very sad. It's called The Sun Will Never Shine Again. Yeah. So so it's a very beautiful, her voice is very special. Then you hear this in, improvisation violin sound in the bass. So I so but how how I get these permissions, I will contact them. I contact yeah. her. Through through Facebook, I said, "Can I use your music in my film?" Oh, that's great. So each one of them, I have permissions.
0: Oh, that's that's terrific. That's and that also reminds me a lot of what was going on with 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 Excelsior, the Audio Journey, because we were getting we we're getting closer and closer to the time when we would perform the part one and part two. And we had we we're having so much fun and every everyone was dialed in and we just knew like we can we have other resources to make this even better, to make the scale of this production even bigger. And and music was the real was the real hook because we not only had an original score throughout the whole thing, Izzy G and Audre Angelique did a fabulous job with that. But then the idea of incorporating other songs from other artists from clubhouse that really just kind of pushed things into a whole other level, because we put out word that to musicians that like, Hey, we're doing this production. It's going to be something that's going to, we're going to perform live, but afterwards we're going to, we're, we're going to have the capability to put it up elsewhere. We can put it on YouTube or whatever. And who would like to be a part of this? And we got auditions we got people sending in their stuff to want to be a part of this and we were able to take four different different songs and it was fabulous and izzy g was even able to take the the main musical elements of one of the songs and reorchestrate it for a couple of a couple of important scenes so the the, the work that that went into this was absolutely phenomenal, and
1: I love it. Thing. I oh, love it. You. Yeah, I,
0: I'm. I'm so grateful that you were able to hear it, and I'm getting your feedback and everything. Really, really. I really wanted means to a listen
1: lot. again, George. Where can we listen again? Do we just go on Clubhouse? To you find- can
0: you can go to you can go to Clubhouse. You can just go to the five two nine Clubhouse, and you just look through their different Re- replays. And one of them is from March 19th and that's the one you want to hear because okay. that one has the complete and remastered part 1 with all with the couple little glitches from Clubhouse and a couple of sound effect stalls that were on my end because my my system kept on freezing on me and all of those are fixed and it sounds so much better now mm-hmm. but what we did was we played part 1 while we were finishing up the rehearsal for part two. So that way people can listen in and be all caught up and not be lost when part two started, because it really just kind of drops you into the action Mm -hmm. the way, the way that it was set up. So, um, so basically what that's, that's the way to do it because it's on that same replay when we came in and we all performed part two live and there were, I want to say, Maybe one or two sound effects cues that were missed. And that was, again, because of my system freezing (laughs) up on me. But everything else was everything else turned out terrific. And so
1: that's what I I would recommend. I was so impressed. I was so impressed. I I had no idea. I I just walked in without you guys drag my feet into your room. Yeah. I just came and, and then I also was impressed by you and you're like, you're like the, the main director and, yeah. and and talking and yeah. And then, so anyway, I also met Audra and so many people. Yeah. Love it. Love it.
0: Yeah. Every, everyone involved was, was absolutely fantastic. And I can't wait to see what everyone else does in the future. And I'm so glad that so many of them, I think all of them really are, are wanting to take part in in part 2 when that's written so mm-hmm. i'm i'm really excited about that but to wrap things up on your end what what would you say for those for those who want to go in that direction that that have a story to tell and they have the capability to do it meaning they have their iphone and but they also are not sure what direction to go in with that. What would you recommend to them that that they would be able to take what you have learned and apply that to their own work? What would you recommend to them?
1: Okay. Yeah. We all have iPhones now or Android and other forms of smartphones. Um, Mm -hmm. Number one is you need to have desire of telling stories yeah. You need to have a desire of capturing things. That is not something everyone has. I don't think so, right? Mm-hmm. People yeah. can just enjoy the environment. And me, I'm just kind of a one of a kind, I think. I would be fascinated by a cat walking by or mm-hmm. any object and any situation. I find it interesting to me. Then I wanted to capture it and then I want to share. So that is a basic what I I think I it's in my gene. Yeah. And and the other is practice, practice and just start to shoot an event like somebody's birthday. You go mm-hmm. shoot that birthday and you practice on shooting it and yeah. learn how to at the beginning, a long shot and then you take medium shot and then you take a close shot and then you interview people and then you tell a, a whole story from beginning, the middle and the end. So every little two minute event has a beginning, middle and end. So, mm-hmm. so, so learn how to tell story. And a lot of time you can learn a lot of technical things from YouTube. Or you mm-hmm. can come to my room. I, I have a clubhouse room called smartphone video production. Now is a house. We've been doing that for two years. Every Friday, we talk mm-hmm. about smartphone filming every Friday, 12 PM Eastern time. But my point is you have to do it. No matter mm-hmm. how many workshop you go, no matter how many video you watch, you just have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's I've been I've been guilty of this many times. Like I would grab so many different lesson plans or so many different tutorials about all these different things that I wanted to do and everything. And my brain would count that as progress when it's not. All you're doing is hoarding information. It's you have to actually you have to study what it is that you have and you have to use that out in the real world you have to get it out there. Just getting a tutorial is not is not enough. You have to actually start applying what is in those tutorials to your everyday life and then you can succeed. So that's something that I I've been guilty of many times and still am for a lot of things. So that's something that it's it's a reminder that too many people need that uh, sadly. So where can where can my audience find you on social media we're definitely going to find you on clubhouse which is which is i can't say enough good things about clubhouse it, it it just like with you it's 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 changed my life for the better
1: yeah definitely uh i am on youtube a lot i youtube now have changed the interface you open someone's youtube my channel is jewel media j-u-h-l mm-hmm. media and you will see videos I try to post the one video a week and then shorts. I try to post shorts every single day, but on shorts I only talk about music, only talk about how to play the violin or people play the violin. Mm-hmm. And then you have live which which I interview people once a week or sometimes twice. Mm-hmm. And and you were on my program last week. So yep. and I sometimes do live streaming when I go to events. And mm-hmm. what else? And now they have podcasts. So I will put all my live into podcast category. That's yes. YouTube. I do YouTube, Jewel Media. And then Instagram, also Jewel Media. And then mm-hmm. WeChat and Facebook. I, I have Facebook and Ching Jewel. And also I have Facebook pages, my youngan Diary, a bunch of, yeah, my music teaching. I actually teach music for a living now. I make video just for passion. Yeah. Nobody's oh, paying great. me enough yeah. to make my own own film, but but I actually I, I teach violin, so I have a company called Music Studio Manhattan, and and people come to study with me. Yeah,
0: excellent, excellent. I really really hope that everyone who is listening has been able to take what what Ching has provided for you and really get you on those first steps to creating your own work to getting yourself out there to being that that creative hub that ching truly is everything that she has done is has been done with with passion using the resources that she has and the skill to back it all up and she has put in the work and it shows with the work that is out there right now so make sure you get my yang yang diary no matter what your political affiliation is you definitely want want to get this because it is a wonderfully intimate look at everything that is going on on the ground floor of a presidential campaign. Really, just getting that sort of grassroots feel, just kind of getting yourself started up, getting yourself out there. All of that is on full display on in my Yang Gang Diary, and it is truly terrific. So, please get that. Please continue to to support Ching's work, subscribe to her YouTube page, follow her on social media. She knows what she's talking about and she wants nothing more than for you to learn what she is providing for you and take those elements, go forth, conquer, create your own work, get it out there, and then show other people how to do it. Because when that sort of creative momentum really starts You have to just keep on going. And that is something that I've seen with Ching's work. And I'm really, really excited for what is to come with her and with all of you. So for Ching Jewel, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward. And I will see you next week.
1: Thank you, George.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he's got slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it
1: to george at he'sgotit.com.